Okay, it should. I'm pretty sure it's working. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Every time like you have these mics, I really want to talk like a you know like they talk on the radio. It's like <laughs> so. Welcome back to uh, <laughs> Capital <laughs> FM, and um, smooth well, radio. So, so you can smooth. hear like everything that has gone on in the bloody mouth. Smooth radio. <laughs> Okay, hello and welcome to another episode of Juice. My name is Betty and I almost knocked Rish's tea all over it. Easy! <laughs> okay, we've got Rish here. Say hello, Rish. Hi, guys, I'm back. Can you speak a little bit louder, please? Hi, guys, I'm back. Thank you. And we've got Richard. Hi. <laughs> and Jasminda. Jasmine. <laughs> That's her like, official name. <laughs> That's her, her government name is Jasmine. <laughs> and we're going to be speaking about puberty and body image and stuff, you know. That was. I probably should have written a puberty script for males. that. You don't need a script. Thanks, Rish. Yeah. Appreciate you. Born natural. I'm not being sarcastic. I was it sounds really sarcastic, but <laughs> I'm not, not being really sarcastic. <laughs> um, but first of all, maybe we'll do something easy to begin with. How was puberty for everyone? Delayed, quite late. I feel like was I was it? quite like a, a, a late bloomer. Is um, it? Yeah, and I've always thought it was um, connected with sport and gymnastics because they always say like kind of stunts your growth and everything. I don't so, know. Why would um, it stunt your growth? It just was just harsh body conditions. I think. Oh, okay. Strain. Yeah. So uh, like all everyone I knew that did sport were very late. Ah, oh, I didn't know that. What about you, Richard? Um, it was eventful. Uh, I think I was also quite late as well. Like, mm. I don't know, like, uh, 14, maybe. Mm. 40? Is that late? Because, I mean, I don't know. How do you define... Because with girls, it's like you start your period. And that's, like, the the signifier. But for boys, what is it? I'd probably say, like, voice. Pubes. Pubes. Yeah. And <laughs> yeah. um, also, like, um, like, muscle mass, like, boys just get bigger. And they have, like, a... It's, like, more broad and stuff. They just mm. change shape. Mm. Like, you can see I think even now like there's a big difference between like someone who's like 20 and someone who's like 25 yeah, so yeah. they just change body shape quite a lot so do you like do you have any inkling what your body shape will be when you're younger or is it just like you watch and see I think I think it can change massively with some people some people are always quite like like just big and like beefy and some mm. people are quite always quite long and like stringy but some mm-hmm. people change like massively during puberty. I think especially boys, I think the changes are much more dramatic visually. Mm-hmm. Mm. I think in a lot of cases. Rish, have you always been so big? <laughs> <laughs> no, I was quite so ch- I, I was quite <laughs> I was quite chubby when I was like, um, well, my parents don't think so, but I think <laughs> I think that I was like in like year eight. Um, I don't know. I, I do. Uh, huh? That late. Year 8. Yeah. Like old then. Yeah. Year 8 is like... 13. 13? Yeah. 13, 14. Um, and then there's, there is that thing though, like there's a big difference, especially like in terms of like the way that your muscles just look and like develop, even from like now, like this time last year mm-hmm. to now. And then like mm-hmm. I know like in a year's time, your body really changes. Like you can see like the difference between like 18 year old yeah, like powerlifters so. versus mm-hmm. like 20 year old powerlifters versus like 22, 25. Mm-hmm. Um, Love that you had to weave in the fact that you power lift there. I didn't say that Rich I power lift. Do you power lift? <laughs> <laughs> I don't compete though. So. <laughs> no, no, but there is a, like I feel like there are there are some bits that are like just very instant. Like your mm-hmm. voice just it's gradual, but it's like one period of time. But it's quite dramatic between like someone who's like mid twenties and someone who's like early twenties. Mm. Yeah, it's, um, you just kind of fill out your shape a little bit more. Mm. And like facial hair and things like that, they just mm. change. Yeah. 
Yeah. I mean, I was going to ask as well, because all three of you went to single sex schools. And um, so with puberty, obviously, if you're around the same gender, you're all going, you all know what's happening to each other because it's happening to you. So do you think that made it easier or did it like less of a big deal, I guess? I'd say it's probably less of a, you couldn't really, I didn't really like take note of it. Like, mm. it's not like you come in one day and then someone's voice is dropped, like, five mm-hmm. semitones. You're like, oh, wow. Yeah, exactly. So it's like when someone goes through, like, <laughs> like pretty much, everyone's going through it at, like, pretty much the same kind of time. So you yeah. don't really, like, take note of it. It's just, it's like... I feel like know? the problem's coming when people, like, there'll be people who aren't going through it or mm. have already. It's like the, like the extreme examples. Like, there's this one kid at my school who, like, hit puberty and he's about eight. So everyone's just looking at him like, what is wrong with him? Yeah. And he's like, he's kind of looking like Usain Bolt. Yeah. Age like 11. And then like, there's some people who didn't impute each other like 16. Yeah. Mm. And then like, it, it can make them feel quite mm. strange because like, they haven't done anything. There's yeah. some girls as well though, because we had girls that had started their periods in primary school mm-hmm. and then girls that didn't start until like year 11. Mm-hmm. So it was like, mm. it's very different. Yeah. And what are the... Um, because for girls, I mean, Jasmine, what would you say the signifiers for puberty for girls are? Except boobs. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, gosh. Well, I feel like I'm not assuming it's for guys as well. It's quite an emotional time as well. It's mm. like a big hormonal thing. So These two are like, <laughs> I can't talk about my emotions. We don't like to talk about emotions. What about those? <laughs> no emotions for us. No, so, Sorry, I'm yeah. a man. <laughs> I don't think necessarily kind of... I think obviously starting your period is a very physical Yeah. I mean, for me, I so I started my period, I think, when I was 13, 14, which I I don't think is late, but you said that's late. Well, no, I was I was 15 or 16. Oh, so, really? Yeah. Um, yeah, I think my mum said that she started it 13 or 14. So when I, I remember when I started my period, actually, I'd gone to the cinema and I went to the layer and I was like, oh, shit. Like, what? <laughs> What's that? That sounds <laughs> traumatic. Yeah, I was, I was like, what do I do with this? And uh, although it was also kind of exciting at the same time, because girl, I don't know if it's the same for boys, but girls are kind of socialized to want to be older. Yeah, I mean, we were saying this the other day. You want to be older until you are actually like a certain age, and then you want to be younger constantly. Yeah. So I remember when me and my friends started our period, we were like, "Oh my god, we're women!" <laughs> and then the cramps set in, and you're like, "Fuck this! I hate this." But is it the same for boys? I, don't know. I feel like it definitely is like a competition, in terms of like. I think even now people want to look, um, they want to look at sort of like peak maturity. Because mm. then you kind of like reach that age where you're kind of like the best you're ever going to look. Yeah, like male probably, celebrities and stuff. Yeah, mm. so then like as probably like for guys, probably like late 20s or something, maybe mm. 30. Um, so I think there's, there's always like a competition. It's like, who's furthest to puberty? Yeah. Mm. I don't think it helps when you get like um, male actors that would be like 28 playing like 14 year olds. Oh, yeah, yeah that's TV weird. shows. That is true. Especially because the bodies are just impossible. Like, there's no way that, like, a a 16-year-old could have that much muscle, no matter what they did. Yeah. Like, even with steroids, they probably couldn't do it. Yeah. It's just, yeah, your muscles just fill out over time, naturally. You can't speed up that process. And have you felt pressure to get muscly? No. (laughs) I don't think, I I mean, I kind of wanted to work out, because my mind, I remember my first ever exercise I ever did. I was in like the I was in like the dining room, and my mum came in and she was like, "Oh, she had like just started to go to the gym," um, and she was like, "Oh, do this and like you can get like perfect form by like putting your back against the wall and doing like bicep curls, like with a barbell." 
and then you just like keep your elbows in the perfect place mm-hmm. and I was like oh that's I mean, quite enjoy it then you get like doms after it which is like the pain like it's like a rewarding kind of like you're like oh I've, well, I've worked out yeah yeah, like yeah. muscle soreness yeah and then you just keep going and then I've found it like a really nice place just to like mentally clear your like mm. just clear your mind you yeah can just so not ex- just about like bodily transformation or yeah it, to be honest I think like it's, it did start off as like but I was like, oh, wow, like you can actually really transform your body. But then you mm-hmm. get to a point, you're like, oh, it's actually more for... I I mean, I use it now mm-hmm. to really just clear... It's a nice space for me just to clear my mind and then not think about anything else. Mm-hmm. Um, just focus on the yeah, games. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> it's because the it's, thing is, you can't, you, can't, you can't think about anything else in the gym because like, if you're, on, like, if you're lifting something, you, you don't want to hurt yourself. So mm. you don't want to be like, lifting, like worrying about something else, so... That's fair. Richard, you said you did feel pressure. Well, I feel like I um, was quite, I grew up in quite a, like a masculine sort of machismo environment. Mm-hmm. I think especially just because I was in like a boys' school and like playing rugby as well. There's kind of a lot of like pressure to be kind of like, have like sort of like a testosterone like yeah. masculine sort of. So then like if you, if you do feel like smaller or skinnier, and I was always quite a small like skinny child. Mm-hmm. I mean, you definitely feel kind of like inferior, and especially well, I play like rugby, so you kind of need to be like, the the being bigger kind of mm. helps. So then, like, there's kind of like a combination of sport, but then also kind of like feeling inferior to like the people around me. Yeah, and do you think that was like where do you think that came from? Like externally. Um, I think it's like a combination of things. Is both you kind of want to you kind of want to be like the same or kind of like even probably better than people mm-hmm. around you mm. and then also if you're not fitting that kind of standard if you're kind of seen as like a weaker one then you're going to get picked on in that environment yeah even if it's in like a jokey way mm. but still like there's always truth behind jokes yeah it's true it's true i mean that's interesting as well because do you think that was kind of exacerbated because it was a single gender environment everyone kind of like comes sort of hyper masculinized yeah like a super and like I guess probably there was quite a lot of male teachers compared to um, non like just non boy schools, so mm-hmm. it kind of gets exacerbated even more by like teachers as well. Especially when you play kind of sports and stuff as well, she tends to get mostly male coaches, PE staff. Mm-hmm. So then they're kind of also kind of like big like masculine men. Yeah. And they they're kind of like encouraging you to go to the gym and things like that. Yeah. Did you feel the same at your school? We were quite lucky. Our school was very like. There wasn't that kind of like pressure to be um, like I mean like I understand it because everybody's going through like everybody's going through puberty and then like there's just testosterone just everywhere. <laughs> no, I mean, sounds like hell. Yeah. Um, <laughs> everybody's, everybody's just trying to like compete with each other. You get you do get it, but it's like it just felt like a, more, a much more like collect. We were quite lucky. It was just a quite a collective atmosphere at our school. Mm. Like our year group was very tight knit. Um, we all there wasn't really much there was competition but there was it was more like collective competition rather than i wonder if it must depend on a person as to whether they feel it or not though because it's like i went to a i went to a mixed secondary school and like obviously everyone's going through puberty at the same time but you've got both genders there so the boys their voice will break and all the girls go oh that was funny (laughs) or like the girls start their period the boys are like oh my god don't show me a tampon i'll implode and it was like (laughs) it was i guess it, like you said, it wasn't really something we noticed or acknowledged was going on. And you could argue that because you had, like, 
men and women well girls and boys together then maybe it was less of a like you have to be super masculine or super this or super that but I imagine if I asked some of my friends from school like some of them would have said oh yeah I definitely felt pressure to do this or that mm. so maybe it does depend on the person I think you definitely sort of like imprint your own feelings on mm. everyone around you so if you're feeling quite insecure in yourself in that time you're gonna see how other people are acting in a different way to someone who feels quite confident in themselves mm. yeah I mean Jazz how did you feel at a or girls' school. <laughs> um, I'm actually very conflicted about it because I think, I think I had like a, a really really good time at school, mm. and I d- felt like I didn't have any personal pressure to feel to look a certain way or to be a certain way, and that's one thing I really like cherished about my school and loved about my school. Mm. And as you were saying, I now kind of assume that because I had that experience, so did everyone else. Mm. But coming out of it and kind of stepping away from it now. I do see, I have friends that have serious eating disorders and serious yeah. issues with things like their body image. So I'm like, I because I've personally never experienced it and mm. never felt the pressure internally, I kind of assumed that it was such a lovely, like, welcoming bubble. Yeah, I, I think you do. And you'd like, it's like with puberty. I mean, we're all saying, Rish is saying that he didn't really think about it and all that kind of thing but it can be really really stressful for people and some people had a horrible time mm-hmm. I mean for me like puberty wasn't that crazy I think I I mean I didn't get taller and I didn't <laughs> <laughs> I think I just <laughs> was continually small and I never had bad skin I didn't have like I know some people go through a nasty bo time i never had that time some people do have that which is <laughs> most people don't realize <laughs> <laughs> but i think i was pretty comfortable through it i i know some some of my friends had like terrible skin and that was like debilitating for them sometimes they would not want to go to school because of it that's what i felt being quite nice at being a girl school because we didn't necessarily... I do feel like it's not, like, typical for girls' schools because they have, like, a reputation of being very bitchy environments. Can, can we swear on these? I don't know. If yeah, of course you can. Say whatever the fuck you want, mate. Um, Asks after she says it. always Edison. Yeah, I feel like they have a reputation of being quite bitchy, and they can be, but I always felt like at school, we again, we had a uniform, so there was no mm. kind of... You have to have nice clothes, and you have to have mm-hmm. kind of designer things. So similar with looks we couldn't wear makeup we weren't allowed to okay so everyone was just as you are mm. and i mean i went to school in like a complete state sometimes like look looks wise mm. and so did other everyone else so we weren't i we weren't kind of i well, i wasn't judging yeah I think mm. other people necessarily were about things like skin i think it's always worse when you you think people are judging you yeah i think it's hard i mean um we were speaking the other day because we did have to. I'm just gonna make a disclaimer. We did record this the other day, but then my audio didn't work. So <laughs> me and Rish are gonna have to repeat a lot of things we said the other day. But Rish, you were talking about your beard and facial hair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Does your beard connect? No. Uh, <laughs> no. It's close. It's close, but it doesn't connect. Um, what was I saying about my beard? I asked you whether um, you felt any pressure to grow a beard. Oh yeah. I feel like you look around you, right? And then, like, our mate Rick, shout out Rick if you listen shout to us. Rick, <laughs> absolute yes, legend. Stunning beard. I absolutely adore you. Um, he has one of the best beards known to man. Like, it's just, it connects well, it's thick, it's just 
it's, it's a fantastic beard all round. It'll win. <laughs> it'll win awards. Um, and then, like, I don't know if it's just like the Asian kind of thing. Like, you can yeah. grow people. Are like, oh yeah, you can actually grow facial hair. So why not try it out? Mm. Um, but but it's like it's not like. No, and it's I remember not, yeah. you saying that you grow a beard like to make yourself look older because you think you look older yeah, with a beard, yeah. and that goes back to what we were saying before. Mm. But then I remember asking at the time, like, well, you look the same age as everyone our age, mm. so then does the beard really affect it, or is that just you in your own head? Yeah. Because, like, Richard, yeah. our lovely friend Richard, who's a white boy, the facial hair may take a bit longer, but... If ever. <laughs> You're gonna come back one like weekend. You're just gonna have like a full-grown beard. Probably not. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> but like, you don't look any older than Richard just because mm. you've got facial hair. Yeah, I think it's. I think it's more personal though. No, like, mm. if if I were to shave, like we had there was like this Snapchat filter and it, like you can it takes off like you, I was wearing a cap so it just took off my beard, <laughs> um, and I looked like. I look like five, like, five again. I think you're yeah. younger because we've seen you with a beard. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't think a beard makes you look older than we do. I think it just kind of comparatively. Yeah. yeah. Look- but then I think individually, although you may not look older than the people that you're around, individually speaking, like you do look older with a beard. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's. I guess so. And it's also kind of like, it's sort of become like a sort of um, masculine, lots of like status symbol mm. in some kind of way, especially on like social media and stuff. Is, you get lots of like people talking about it and yeah. making mm. jokes about it and that kind of thing. So it becomes something that people want to attain. Yeah, like if you can't do it, then you're less yeah. of a man, which makes Or if you no do sense. it badly, you're less of a man. <laughs> <laughs> like there's like sort of a beard beauty standard. Yeah, and well, that's so strange to me because obviously we, I mean, I could probably grow a beard if I wanted to. I don't know if you But... Um, <laughs> I guess the maybe the equivalent for girls is makeup. That's the only thing I could think about, like with face. That, but, that's one thing that I just feel like, because we always try to like sort of compare sort of male and female experiences or whatnot. Mm. It's just they're so different. I don't think you can make the comparison. No. Like there's such unique experiences. Even by making a comparison, you kind of um, you can come like become a like a dangerous sort of universalizing experience or like belittling one one size experience to like enhance the experience of another side Mm. and i guess it also makes it seem as if through a comparison one isn't accessible to either gender as well because obviously makeup is something you put on yourself and it's just painting and Mm. boys can do that too yeah um the beard, less so. I've heard that was the, uh, the singer on Eurovision. Conchita Verst. Mm. Incredible yeah. beard. Absolute icon, yeah. Conchites. I love Conchites. Um, but anyway, <laughs> having my Eurovision, <laughs> my Eurovision moment. So going to these single sex schools, do you, even though it made you feel maybe at times more comfortable, less comfortable, or you wouldn't even know because you never went to a mixed school, how did that impact your relationships with the other gender? We were always told at school, because my school was very proud of being a girls' school, we had mainly female staff as well, mm. female headmistress, we were told girls work in the kind of teenage years, girls work best with girls, boys mm-hmm. work best with girls. So right. boys work better in a mix, this, this is just what I was mm-hmm. fueled into my brain at school, so boys work better in a mixed environment and girls tend to work better by themselves, mm-hmm. because, I don't know, girls take maybe longer to develop confidence or something like this, so we we're always kind of told this from joining school and in a way I kind of 
again, every girl's different. Some girls left because they felt like they needed to kind of interact with both genders. Mm. I did feel like it helped me because Mm -hmm. I don't know whether I would have been as confident, say, raising my hand in class or just talking about my own beliefs or things like that if I was in a mixed class with loud, more confident boys. Yeah. So coming out of kind of, (laughs) what what is it, 18 years of single-sex education... Mm -hmm. I felt more confident, but it was a completely different experience for other people that came out of it. Yeah. Mm. Well, my school was quite weird because it was like, it was an all-boys school, but we're on the same site as a girls' school. So you could kind of have those interactions if you wanted to. (laughs) Did you want to? (laughs) (laughs) Occasionally. (laughs) Uh, The problem was like, it meant coming out of school socially. If the boys who, the boys who didn't want to interact with girls, if they weren't, they just weren't interested or... Um, confidence wise they didn't want to it meant that they they could avoid those interactions if they wanted to mm-hmm. and coming out of it it's just some people just like left socially crippled if it, if you're in a world where like half the like you can't interact with the rest of the population and then like you're shoved into a uni accommodation where I don't know like five of your oh six God. roommates are girls mm-hmm. it kind of it leaves you in a situation where you're not able to like empathize with a woman's experience or whatnot and you just can't if you can't speak to them this is i think it's a serious yeah. problem i mean coming to university for me was it was really really alien to meet all these people who'd gone to single sex schools because there were so many boys i'd go up to them and speak to them and they actually malfunctioned in front of me <laughs> and i didn't know why like i was just asking them about their day or what they study and they were just kind of like female and just couldn't <laughs> sirens fucking... go off no seriously <laughs> fucking deal with it they saw tits and they were like whoa like she wants them no <laughs> literally they they either didn't speak to you at all or they thought that because you were speaking to them you wanted to have sex with them it's like no i mean i don't know what how did you feel about it rish well obviously like proper single sex school um we had like two we did like there was like two ways that we just like socialized with other girls schools first one was like ccf so raf navy army um, <laughs> Big up. Yeah. Then, I did that too. <laughs> <laughs> some people did DV. Um but then there was like that, and then we mixed with our sister, not sister, but like our sister school. Um, and then there was like just our group in general. We just socialised with some of the other schools, and I met some of them at like work stuff, and then they'd go to like some of the schools, and I met some of the girls like through that way. Um, but then again, it's like it is different because you're not in a work, you're not in a school environment. Every time that I'd like hang out with girls, it'd always be in like the open world mm-hmm. rather than like in a, in a school environment. So mm-hmm. it's like I don't know how that's I know how that's played out. Well, I think but. in school you tend to make like, when you're super young, you tend to make a lot of mistakes socializing with people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And school's kind of one of those safe spaces where you can make those mistakes, and the repercussions aren't too severe. Mm-hmm. Um, I know in my school, by the time we got to about sixteen. The girls, the girls in like the school next to us hated us so much that like we none of us were friends anymore, barring like maybe like ten, in like a year group of one hundred and twenty. Oh my god! So we ended up having to like socialize with like another girls' school like further down the road, like ten minutes. Yeah. I think mean, it was quite important to like actually make those mistakes because I definitely learned a lot about dealing with those kind of friendships. Mm-hmm. But even when I came to uni, I was completely taken aback by like, like having to interact with girls on like a daily basis. Yeah. Which is, it sounds like a really stupid thing to say, but <laughs> it, it, it did feel different, even if it's only in your head. Mm. I don't know, interacting with them is just it's quite a strange experience. <laughs> it is as well, because you get different types of 
girls, as, of course, because they're people as well and different types of boys. <laughs> what? what? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, who knew that they're not like a different species? But like, you get different types of. I mean, university was hard in that respect for me because there's quite a big proportion of people who come to Durham who had a similar school experience, whether it was a single sex school or like in the south of England. So then. Obviously, I didn't have that, and it just... You can tell different things. Like, the way I would interact with boys and girls is completely different to others. Where I'm from, we all... It's quite a small area. We all live within 10 minutes of each other. We've known each other since we were about four years old, five years old. We're very affectionate, and it's not a big deal. And then you come to university, and at home, like, Emily and her mate, who lives the closest to where she went to school, is half an hour away. Hmm. So there's just less of, like these connections and then that impacts people and I didn't know that so then I would do things and people would be like oh my god is she trying to fuck I'm like no I just want to hug like I don't know I mean Jazz you say school made you feel more confident but did you feel what the boys felt that it was weird to interact with boys every day when you came um a hundred percent like before university I didn't have like a close friend that was a boy at all so I we we had forced social interactions with boys schools mm-hmm. at school because they kind of, they obviously didn't want us to come out inept so we had, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I we love would, that word <laughs> I love it so much you just ego inept <laughs> yeah. Yeah. socially inept <laughs> we had so we had like they were genuinely forced social interactions so we'd have like in year seven we had like a disco with all boys mm, school yeah. in year nine we had Scottish reeling with like another school so it was. Mm. It was so difficult to make those close friendships. My school was slightly like almost even harder because it was a lot. Of, it was mainly boarding as well. So you're at school twenty four seven. You're not. It's not even like you're going in like the evenings. You can go and hang out with some boys. You you were at school or you were at home on the holidays. So it was very very single sex girls all yeah. the time, which for some enabled you to develop really really close friendship with girls. But mm-hmm. there was just that part missing I as I'm feel like I'm quite a confident person so I don't think it like negatively affected me when I came to university I don't think I struggled to kind of make friends with people who were boys but I definitely have friends who did yeah what about knowing what was going on physically with the other gender because I went to a like mixed school and we have no idea what was going on with each other like with puberty and with getting older and all these physical changes like we all lived so close to each other and spent so much time together and still there are so many gaps in our knowledge of each other hmm. so was it even worse at single sex schools or about the same it wasn't even part of our consciousness like you the map like fits there no, seriously like, so, like oh, you learn like saying, what yeah. a, like biology GCS, GCSE bonds, but yeah. you're surrounded constantly by one gender that's all that kind of mm-hmm. that's all your conscious is thinking about it's all again you're like physically living with like in a room with four other girls yeah so that's all there is to talk about you just mm. almost don't assume that boys go through anything of that kind of yeah sort, which of course they do yeah. but it just it, it wasn't it wasn't relevant we mm-hmm. didn't care it was like we, we weren't going to interact with them so mm. it was the girl it was always like a female mm. mentality yeah and I guess maybe Richard, you've only got you've got a brother, don't you? Yeah. Yeah, and you've got an older brother, but you don't really spend much time with him. No, he he's a lot older, so we never live together. Yeah, no. and you're an only child. Yep. So so, so everyone was really like sheltered <laughs> from the other gender's experience. Yeah. Well, I think like even if you do hang out with like the other gender, I feel like 
Boys do. I feel like boys come up, does it? Boys boys barely talk about it with each other. Yeah. Whenever they do it, it's usually in like a form like a competition. Yeah. So everyone's lying about something anyway. Um, (laughs) (laughs) And then with girls, I mean, I feel like on the rare occasion, so they hang out with girls when you went to like a an all boys school is like you do it at like an occasion, like some occasions, and everyone's kind of peacocking to each other. Mm -hmm. So it's like you're not going to talk about it. So like. I feel like I'm quite attentive as a person to like what's going on with like the other gender and like I like I try to listen and like understand. I had like no idea until last year that periods lasted more than one day. Mad. I genuinely no idea. I mean, I met a lad here the other week who genuinely thought that girls only have two holes downstairs. They thought that we pissed out of our vagina. See, I, I saw a meme the other day. Did you that there were... It's like, what? Wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> but there were memes will be like, oh, there's like five holes. And then the guys are just left confused as to, well, what are these holes? <laughs> but there aren't that many holes. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, I see what you mean. I mean, Rish, how did that go for you? I mean, I'm I'm quite lucky because I, like, I, I feel like I spent quite a lot of time with girls throughout my... Right, just like just going out to like house parties and stuff. Jeez. Yeah, wow. mate, I'm so. Oh, guys, I'm so cool. cool. <laughs> I'm so cool. Um, um, no, but I was just lucky enough to be in that in that social circle. I think I really do. I wanted to say this. I, I, it sounds really cliche, but I think because I came to uni straight after travelling, mm. I think that really helped because yeah. you're so the gap just yeah. You, you, the gap yeah. yeah. yeah so well, basically, you're guys. definitely way more confident than like most of the people in our group. Or people that I'd met, just like straight coming into uni, like mm. there was a very noticeable difference between you and some other people. Mm. I think, like, I mean, I think traveling really helped. I think both work and traveling really helps with that because mm-hmm. you just. Um, I mean, I wasn't like I was shy at school. Like when I started in primary school, I was very shy, mm-hmm. um, and then like the first few years, first year or two of secondary school. So like what when I was fourteen, fifteen, I was still a little bit shy, and then I started. Probably maybe like even like the gym just started help to help mm. my confidence. Do you think it was to, to do with like um like you said you're like a smaller sort of fat kid? Did that? Do you think that affected it? Like your body? <laughs> Rich, <laughs> let's get to let's get this straight. I wasn't fat. <laughs> <laughs> I was ch- no, no no no. But probably I mean you like puppy fat. Not really. I was always yeah, <laughs> yeah like, you like you a said baby your seal. Didn't say you were like chubby at all. No so, no. Like it might have been even worse in your head than it, like. Worse yeah than yeah, it, it probably was. I mean like. I, I don't really know. Um, I still thought, I think about this one. Like, there was a whole thing about, like, I, I was apparently really, really confident as a kid and then something happened, like a babysitter, and then like, I came back and my mum was like, ever since then I'd, like, lost my confidence for another 10 years. That's actually quite scary. It is, yeah. it is quite scary. We have we have no idea what happened as well. Yeah. I don't know if I should be saying this, but... <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Um, He's fine. That's a press Yeah, no, no. <laughs> but, like, no, but then it took me a good, like, what, 10, 10 a bit years to refine my confidence again. Mm. Um, and I, I don't know how I found it again. I mm. mean, probably, yeah, I'd probably say, like, the gym really helps with it. But I definitely think, as well, travelling's already, like... I mean, travelling goes back to what we were saying before about age... Yeah. And when you come out of <laughs> of a school environment and, like, age is such a big thing because you're in year 9 or you're in year 11, everyone knows how old you are. And then you go to university and it's like, are you a first year? Are you a second year? How old are you? Whereas I know you felt this, Rish, but when I was travelling, like, no one cares. Like, you're just a person. People and- think you're actually older than you actually. Like, I didn't have a beard mm. or anything. I had quite short hair. 
Um, and people were like, oh, are you 24, 25? I was like, are you looking at the same person? Like, <laughs> I mean, what are you on about? I worked with this lad in Ukraine for three weeks. And at the end of the three weeks, one of the kids that we were looking after turned to him and said in Russian, um, how old is Betty? And then he said, well, why don't you ask her? So then this kid comes up to me and then in English said, Betty, how old are you? And I said, 19. And the lad who I'd known for three weeks went, you're how old? I thought you were 22. I was like, "Uh, no. But it's just that thing of um, you take yourself to this place, no one knows you and you act the way you want to act. And then like age is just irrelevant because all of these restrictions and societal Mm. parameters or whatever are just not a thing so then when you come into university and they are a thing again and there are people who didn't go and do that it can be quite hard to adjust to it also as it might be quite hard if you didn't do that to adjust to the people who did jazz and rich you came straight from school could you tell who hadn't and who had um i I don't think in most cases you could Um, yeah i feel like it was very obvious in british in particular just mm-hmm. because he was like super confident but he's also quite a confident person in general mm-hmm. I don't thanks for it thanks I'll fully gassed right now for me it's like it was just like people were just like like you, you've all left school now mm. like you should all be fairly grown up you'd think mm. but like you meet like some people are, like 23 and act like they're, they're 12 so it just, it just doesn't matter mm. I don't know I think sometimes you have to kind of this is not an insult you like have people some slack because if they have come straight out of school they've had school yeah. and then a summer course, so you yeah. can't expect them to be adults yeah, definitely, and definitely. come out of a school mentality mm-hmm. within within straight two months of summer so I think first year especially is like a big learning curve for a lot of people so yeah, d- come into university if they haven't necessarily travelled yeah you do or, you so. definitely do have to give people a second to adjust to it especially if they've come out of this like someone like you came out of a really structured boarding school mm. environment and they're just thrust into somewhere new that they've not known for like fucking maybe 13 years or something they might have been in the same place although it can be annoying when you're like up against it it's just like why are you so weird <laughs> but then you think i'm strange so this was like the school like dramas that you like yeah i think from a boy from a boy's school it definitely was very like drama free, which is kind of like the the stereotype of a boys' school, I guess, which mm-hmm. isn't necessarily true. But it's just kind of you kind of get like sort of the it's quite aggressive. And you kind of deal with it and you get on with it. Mm-hmm. Um, but then like having sort of like passive aggressive drama and like people falling out of stuff wasn't something I've ever really experienced until I came to uni. Mm-hmm. And then like you got to uni, it's like completely like emotionally overwhelming. Like oh, I didn't know how see, to deal well with it at all. Passive aggressive. <laughs> 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 I was like, and I, I just, you just can't deal with people just like. Just if they, they don't have a problem, they just don't say anything. They're mm. just having like all the microaggressions. And I feel like that's something that I associate with being immature. Mm. Like it feels like a very school like kind of drama to have. Mm. It is. And I, I think part of growing up is acknowledging that, like being really, really self aware, but also being aware of why people might be acting in the way they do. Mm. I mean, it's like some people might have come straight from school and the way they're environment at home would deal with it is okay go straight up to them and like start an argument about it whereas someone else might have to like network it or someone else might just not say anything and we'll forget about it and it's fine mm. so you just kind of have to reassess things it's kind of like a second puberty maybe mm. yeah i think that's a good point just because like, like a reawakening mm. you can't like hold everyone to the same like your standards your like mm-hmm. principles your guidelines because there's completely different people 
and you're in no position to like be like, yeah, I'm the one who's right. <laughs> yeah, I'm the adult I here. deal with this correctly. <laughs> yeah, I mean, do you all feel, I asked this question the other day when um, we did the first recording, Rip, but... Um, <laughs> <laughs> you sound pretty salty about it. <laughs> I am, because, it, because I had to edit it. It's a lot of work, Rich. It is a lot of work. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> but... Um, I asked everyone if they feel like an adult now. Like, would you describe yourself as a man or a woman now? No. No. I don't feel like an adult, personally. I feel like an adult's a really weird criteria because you've got, like, what, like 50-year-old adults and mm. you've got, like, young adults who are, like, 20 like to 25. It's like my brother's seven years older than me. Mm-hmm. Uh, my brother's just, he's just bought, his, like, he's bought his first house with his girlfriend and he's moving in this summer. Mm. And, like where I am in my single bed in my mum's house it's just, yeah. <laughs> but like I still don't think I wouldn't say that I'm a child but I'm mm-hmm. saying like I'm a full, fully fledged adult because limbo yeah mm-hmm. it's kind of like a transition period yeah I'd say that as well I think I would have thought that probably like last year I was like, oh yeah I'm an adult now but now looking back you just see how much like you mature mm-hmm. and I'm like okay hold on a bit like how much am I mm-hmm. just gonna naturally just develop over the next year so like I go, I'd just say I'm like just in the transition I'm period. <laughs> I'm just doing me. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just trying to find Just myself. do you guys. I mean, I guess the way I um, worked it out was um, the way people speak to me and the way I'm okay with them speaking to me. Like, I think I've gone way past the allowing older people to speak to me like a teenager. Like, I, I won't... I can't do that anymore. It's like the other week when um, I was parked... Out, I was parked somewhere in Durham... And I had my disabled badge on and this traffic warden wanted to start a fight with me. And he was an older guy and he came up to me and throughout my entire existence, when you're a young female, you're kind of taught to just like concede, concede, concede when you're young. Like just allow it, allow it, be nice, smile. Maybe they'll think you're pretty and they'll allow it. (laughs) Whereas I was like, no, I'm not doing it. Like I'm a woman fuck off like you're wrong and just back off so I think maybe that's how I equate it um but then I also don't know how to pay bills and stuff so (laughs) I can't do that shit but I guess it's it's the way you see yourself I think gender also really impacts that Mm. um because like as a boy like it doesn't matter who you are I'm I'm obviously I'm not a very threatening person Mm. but you get to kind of certain age when you're a boy you grow like a little bit taller and you're starting to like you're seen as more of like a, as a threat without mm-hmm. you doing anything you're just kind of people kind of like intimidated you in a really weird way mm. um whereas i feel like girls and women often are kind of sort of just i don't want to say not respected but they're mm-hmm. not given like, the, like they're not treated in the same way mm. in quite a sort of sort of derogatory sort of like looking down at them like not taking them seriously mm-hmm. yeah. something that really impacts people's experience Thank you three for coming to talk to me. Thank you. Thank you, Alice. Anytime. And I'm going to try and cut out as many of Rish's calls oh, so, so <laughs> oh, as I possibly can. Yeah, yeah I'm a bit ill. No, it's not Rona. <laughs>